You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the Amy76, bringing us into episode number 113 of straight to the point my name is chris here with my guy jay dub yo what's going on what's going on yeah, timothy is here because they call me him just like jalen hurts last night him Ophi. all right well you heard him and what he said we're definitely going to talk about jalen hurts putting a hurting on the vikings we're going to talk about all the big news and notes coming out of week two in the NFL. But speaking of two, we have to talk about two uh because two of Tonga Vailoa, your boy, threw six, one, two, three, four, five, six tutties in a comeback victory against the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens they were cruising mm-hmm. and then they ended up being cruising for bruising. I like that. I like that. Look at look at you. Look at me. Oh, I'm on fire. That was that was, that was good. Jared, I want to hear your thoughts about the immediate, you know, like, are we looking at a new era of Tua and Hurts? Is the perception starting to change on these guys? I think it is. Um, we I remember we had our guest, Sergio De La Esprea, who writes for the Gators Wire. Yes, Serge. Big Dolphins fan. Remember he came on and we did the Dolphins versus Eagles, and the similarities of these two teams are so so uniquely close. Like, it's really night and day. You're talking about secondaries. You're talking about a defensive line that can be great, but it really comes to how they stop the run and get the sacks. The offense is so revamped because they brought in – now, Terry Kill is a top five round receiver, but A.J. Brown could have that top ten position where he could play a top five game, but he's not going to know Terry Kill. But you still have a Devonta Smith. They have a Jalen Waddle. Like, this team, Alabama had – Tua, then they had they had Hurts before that. Look at West. We have Hurts and then Devonta Smith. Like so, you have these neck and neck teams where they're so close. I'm looking at these two games and I look at Tua in the conversations that's been had about him. Again, it's week two. It's early, but that Ravens game was the most telling game of the show. That yo, this kid's got an arm. It was accurate throws. Because again, it's not that we're talking about like, okay, you can throw a deep. Like Hurts and Tua have had those issues where they talk about how deep can they throw it, but the accuracy for Tua is is vast. Like I do can really put it in the right position, and we saw it through for 469 yards and six touchdowns. That's disgusting. Again, it goes against the Ravens' defense, how bad they played, how they just couldn't really stop the duo of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, who Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions for 190 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, 11 receptions, 171 yards, two touchdowns. Like, that's, just, that's phenomenally great. Like, that's disgusting numbers that you – for anybody that had those two or three players in fantasy, well, you ate good. You, you probably won. You probably won your night because you, they both put up forty-eight to fifty apiece, and then oh, you had two of forty-six. That's like that's oh, that's unreal. That game was phenomenal to me because it really just showed that if I know again the Dolphins are behind the Bills, the division it's, it's 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 Bills Nation when it comes to that division. But if they play like this, that playoff spot is secured. I think they can secure a playoff spot if they continue to play like this. I think. This is their their harder games are at the beginning of the season, if we really think about it. The Patriots, they kind of cakewalk through them. The Ravens, 
I don't know what they have coming next next, but we'll talk about that when we do our NFL previews. But I'll tell you who they got next. Who? You mentioned them. The Buffalo Bills are next. They got the Bills. And, it, and if, if they get this win out against the Bills, which is it's going to be hard. We just saw the Bills play against the Titans, but it's the Titans. So let's put an asterisk on that. But if they play against – he plays against like that, against the Bills. And even if they lose, but it's a shootout, a close game, he loses by, let's say, a touchdown. Or they go to OT and they lose by the field goal like the Bengals did. I don't hold it against him. It just goes to show how ready he is now to prove that he's a franchise quarterback and that this team can go places. Because, oh, man, that game that he just had against the Ravens, I thought the backs were against the wall. I thought they were done. And they, they just kept playing through and going through the motions. And, it, again, Marcus Peters is getting torched up and down the field. I feel bad for him. But that's, just like, that's kind of his game, though, where if he doesn't get the picks or if he doesn't get that I'll strip fumble you, it's, it's going to be a rough game for him because he's going to try and lock you up and dudes that are – Stout route runners and are faster than him are going to eat him a lot. And the thing that you mentioned that I wanted to kind of key on was the, the comeback. Mike McDaniels had talked about how he wanted to see his team respond to adversity. He wanted to see how his team performed with their backs against the wall because week one, they just took New England and just toyed around with them. You know, they just completely dominated them from, you know, kickoff to the end of the game. So you look at a game like this versus a team in Baltimore who I picked to win their division and they were down significantly. They were down 21 points going to, you know, in, in the fourth quarter. So you have a comeback like that that's so furious and that quick you know it almost kind of gets, that almost gets lost in the 469 and six touchdowns. Like that is <sighs> man, like... good. And some people left them on their bench in fantasy and you, you huh? You left who on the bench? I had Waddle. You, oh. however, oh yeah, I had, I, had, I had. Well, man, that's not that's not fair. Justin Herbert was supposed to snap. He was just Herbert was supposed to snap. That's nobody nobody told Justin Herbert to get injured and hurt his ribs. So that's no, that, what that, Justin Herbert didn't do. Those he didn't Four sixty nine in six studies. Nobody could have. Nobody could predict that. I can't. Yeah, I can't predict that. That hurt, I, didn't it? No, nah, because again, admit it. In hindsight, it probably hurts when you lose because I lost this week. But yeah. I, if I ever had to choose, oh, listen, that's all I want to hear. That's all. I but no, to hear. but if you ever had to choose, let's be real. If you had to ever choose Herbert or two, I'm still going with Herbert. I'm I'm right. saying I'm saying in hindsight that hurts because you got to like you said. You mentioned the fantasy <laughs> aspect. He put up 40 fantasy points, but in the real world, as far as the season goes for the Miami Dolphins. This week and next week is going to really show what this team is made of. Because if this team here can rally back down 21 to a very good Baltimore team who their quarterback has a chip on his shoulder as well, okay? You think Lamar Jackson don't want to get paid? You think Lamar Jackson isn't going out there every week to prove the Baltimore Ravens wrong? And, by the way, Every week he goes out there and balls out, the price going up. So, Baltimore better get ready to cash a very, very big check. However, flipping over to the NFC, Jim Hurts. Quick, quick question before you do. Because this is a, a long-standing argument that I've been seeing on socials and been having. The argument now has come Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, then Lamar. And a lot of people are arguing that Lamar should never be behind any of those three. And Herbert's up there. They're putting Herbert above Lamar. And I think that's where it, it, the line is drawn for me. I don't like that. 
But when you talk about Lamar Jackson, would you not take potentially those three guys over him? Not uh, just because of the arm cannon or whatever, but just – I just think about what they've done, their careers right now. Great mm-hmm. Lamar's done. I know the arm is a, is a big thing. you got to win by throwing the ball. I get right. that. And I like Lamar's game. I think he's going to throw it. Lamar can throw the ball. But you talk about those three QBs compared to Lamar Jackson, I just feel like you could take them over him and not be mad because of where they've done so far. One was the champion. I feel like I feel like with any of those guys, you don't at, – at that point, like those guys are top-tier quarterbacks. Like you're not going to really find too many arguments against those guys. The argument for a Lamar Jackson is that he gives you an added dimension of the ability to beat you as a runner. Joe Burrow is not going to beat you as a runner. Like he might be able to get you a first down or two, but you don't game plan for Joe Burrow breaking out the pocket. You don't game plan for Herbert breaking out the pocket. You kind of have to start game planning for Josh Allen out the pocket. You kind of, you have to, the Chiefs will at least keep you honest with Mahomes, but Mahomes isn't really looking to run. You know, like he'll, he'll run if you give it to him, but he's not looking to run. Lamar, you have to game plan against his arm and his legs. So it gives you an added dimension. If you put Lamar Jackson on the Bills, does that team look any different? It's questionable, but I don't think it you looks much saying? different. It's because questionable, though. A lot of things that Josh Allen does, Lamar does. Yeah. Now, the only difference is just the accuracy. The degree in which they do it effectively is a good argument. But they do the same things. You know, I, for a long time, I called Josh Allen light-skinned Lamar Jackson. And the only reason why it's the argument changed for me is because he's been to what? Not one, but now two conference championships, right? Who? Josh Allen? Josh Allen has, yes. But and that's just like, that's, is, that team not, done it. Is, that, is that Buffalo team not better than Baltimore? Yes. Okay. I think when Lamar won MVP, they weren't. But, yes, now they are. So my question, my original rhetorical to set this up was if you put Lamar Jackson on the Buffalo Bills, does that team look drastically different? And I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because they have a top top tier wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. They have a solid core around them, but they have Diggs. They have a decent offensive line. They have a great defense. They have a great head coach. That's all the makings of a great team. Now, you can put any of the top-tier quarterbacks on that team, and it wouldn't look drastically different. If you put Josh Allen on the Carolina Panthers, you know, like, is he still – are we still like, oh, my God, Josh Allen this, Josh Allen He's this. not owing to a Baker. Let's be real. He's not owing to he, he, he makes that team a lot better. Like, if you put Baker on the Bills, that team is not as good. Nope, at all. The ball just won't get where you need to go. Exactly. I think if you put Lamar on the – Panthers, yeah. So I'm asking you, Jared, because I don't think that team looks that much different if you swap Allen for Jackson. So if you swap Josh Allen for Lamar Jackson and put put Josh Allen on the Ravens, that team is pretty much that team. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I'd have to say against that is I just think when it comes down to it, Josh Allen would take that Ravens further than Lamar did because of the way he throws the ball that Lamar just couldn't. Lamar couldn't win throwing the ball. That's why he's one and three in the playoffs. Which Josh Allen true. does it. However, the the argument being Lamar doesn't throw, I think 
That's so, that's false. It's a false narrative. That's a bad argument. Now, yeah, that's a false narrative. You question the effectiveness of some of his decisions with the football or his weapons that he's throwing to. Like, if you gave Lamar Jackson Stephon Diggs, who knows what Lamar Jackson would look like? Look at the uh, – not to bring it back to Hurts, but look at the transformation in two no, this games. This is a good transition. This is a good transition. Thank you. Look at the transformation in two games. I was trying like sneak it under there. No, 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 no. You don't got to do that. Don't worry about that. The fans would have got it. I was really doing it. It was really a play action. But look at the transformation of Jalen Hurts in two games with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. You know what I'm saying? He looks like a pretty much – I mean, not to take away what Jalen Hurts has done because he clearly looks like a better, more confident, more accurate passer. And I think they're doing a lot of what I said they needed to do with Hurts last year, which was – Use him like Drew Brees. One or two deep shots a game, but he's really just throwing a lot of passes over the middle, out routes, not dangerous throws. Now he can he he had the one throw up top to Goddard that Goddard couldn't hang on in the beginning of the game. That was a great throw. He put it only where his cock his guy could get up and get it. He had one interception last night that they shouldn't have been. Throwing, they shouldn't have been throwing the ball. However, Gainwell should catch that ball. Yeah, yeah. No, he threw it in the right spot too. He like, again, that's he, he threw it in the right he spot. Hands, he popped it up. Whatever. But he didn't. He didn't shy away from contact. He stood in the pocket. He delivered passes. Everyone talks about Hurts as a runner, and this is also with Lamar. They talk about Lamar as a runner, but they fail to realize the strides they make as throwers. Lamar is a great thrower he can do the Mahomes sidearm throws or the you know change the arm angle like Josh Allen or, or some of these top tier quarterbacks do now and he gets his his throwing ability kind of gets lost so I think that that's an unfair criticism of Lamar that I don't think will like I don't think it will carry much further you know what I'm saying like I think that's starting to change which was my original point with the perception around Hertz and Tua there's always going to be criticism on Hertz and Tua because of whatever reason any anytime Tua throws a bad pass you know that that Tyreek Hill comment of he throws the most accurate catchable pass or catchable ball or whatever that's going to always be thrown back up there Hertz is a running back Hertz can't throw whatever like you're always going to hear that but Name me one quarterback that doesn't have criticism at this point. You know, like everybody's going to have to eat Patrick Mahomes. Something. Hey, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have criticism right now. Again, it's not his fault. He's playing fantastic. Football. Playing phenomenal. Playing phenomenal. Fantastic. But the moment, the moment Mahomes slips up, it's going to come up. to bite. It's, it's, going to be, it's going to be. Why is he doing no look passes? He should have been. You know, he needs hey, to stop doing all that fancy playing stuff. For that, but Jalen hurts. Everybody gets it. But Jalen Hurts last night played as complete of a game that I've seen him put together since he t- since he t- took over for Carson Wentz. Mm. That's preached. That. That's facts. Oh, man. I love that game last night. It was because of all the things I mentioned, he did not shy away from contact. He rolled to his left willingly and threw, and threw accurate passes. The one got called back by the holding penalty. Um he was able to take care of the football. He looked like he was in command of the offense. He wasn't just running the play. 
he was in command of the offense. That RPO, which they won the Super Bowl with, I want people to understand, they won a title with Nick Foles running RPOs. Nick Foles was not running the ball. He might have caught it. But he's not running the ball. Jalen Hurts can run past you, through you, over you, all that. And you have Miles Sanders. Boston Scott was got a couple good touches last night. Gainwell got some touches last night. They're spreading the love, man. Like AJ Brown had a had a good night. Devontae Smith, who I predicted, had a big night. Seven catches for 80 yards. Quez Watkins had the big bomb. And and all this about Hurts can't throw the ball deep. You saw that deep ball. I was it was like he walked into him. Yeah, that was a good 53 yarder. Again, um, Chris is right. Most complete game you've seen from Hurts, run, running it, throwing it. And this time he actually threw for a pass and touchdown, which you really need to see because I think that's something that we've been struggling with at the – well, again, it was a deep ball. But at the goal line, you're still, I still need to see him. Like, I mean, that's, a, not, that's the only thing I need to see. I'm not, even, I'm not even upset about him not throwing at the goal line. We we killed Russell Wilson for throwing at the goal line. Yeah, so you can run it. We, we have the receivers killed, and runners are doing it. We've killed the Denver Broncos for not – Running the ball at the goal line when they played Seattle, or oh, well, they fumbled or twice. I, I running, you know, and fumbling and turning the ball over. The Eagles don't turn the ball over in the red zone. They get they score. They've put up in successive weeks thirty eight and twenty four. I don't care if he throws for one touchdown a game in the air. If they score twenty four points a game, that's a, a huge jump from us. That's a huge jump. And again, man, Hurts looked great. Eighty four percent completion. The guy went 10 for 10 before, went, and then I think, yeah, 10 for 10. His 10th throw was that 53-yard bomb to Quez Watkins for the touchdown. It's a great game. I don't have any complaints for what Hurts did. He went for 11. Uh, he actually might have gone, oh, yeah, I think he went further than the 10 for 10 is that where I tweeted it out. The first incompletion was the Goddard, the Goddard catch. That Goddard throw, yeah. That was right before that. But, again, man, I tweeted out when he was 10 for 10. I said the conversation has to change about Hurts because he is accurate. He has the arm strength to make to get the ball where he needs to do. It's just about his decision making. He showed that he has quick decisions. And again, the way they played that defense on AJ Brown, he, he was forced to look at Devonta Smith, who was open a lot, which I loved. Because when you have these weapons now, again, I know it becomes a moment of, man, I love. I, I'm just having such a great day with AJ Brown, so keep feeding him. But Devonta Smith is going to be there. That guy's open. Goddard's your safety valve. Like that one throw that Chris mentioned. If he had caught that, it was a spectacular throw. It was there. Yeah. The same with the game well throw. He was right in his hands and just swung up, and then it's a pick. Kirk Cousins, on the other hand, played horrible. He should have had four interceptions, but again, this is, why, this, 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 this is why corners aren't wide receivers. This is why they play the, they play corner because they don't they, they don't got good hands. They can't, no offense to my man, big play slate, but his hands ain't always been the best. That's why he's a cornerback and not a wide receiver. That's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. He caught his two interceptions. Could have had more, but the way. James Bradbury and Darius Slay in these first two games have locked up receivers is phenomenal. The way these two, the way he did against Josh Jefferson, a lot of people were saying, oh, it was holds here and there. Don't care. He locked him up. I need he did to, that. I need to cut in and interject here. I have to kind of, I have to give a praise to Jonathan Gannon because he finally did what a lot of people had. Hold on. He finally, I know we don't like to praise people around here. Now, like, Gannon, man, that defense, it can be better. Hold on, 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 hold on. We are known for slandering people, but I have to give mm-hmm. credit where credit is due. He dialed up blitzes 
at appropriate times. They were effective. He played a lot more man coverage. He let Slay stay on Jefferson, bothered Jefferson. Jefferson was clearly frustrated and out of it by the end of that game. Minnesota, for all intents and purposes, had quit up until that that block field goal mm-hmm. um, when the Eagles were going to go up 27-7. Yeah. Patrick Peterson boxed the field goal. They return it. First of all, shout out to Aaron Sipos for that tackle because he's definitely saved the touchdown. And then you turn around and you throw a pick in the red zone. Minnesota was done. Like, I don't care what t- – Minnesota was done. So, I just, I, I just don't really – I don't know much more to say except – good job, Gannon. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at Gannon. Right down next week. I'm not, I'm not mad at Gannon, Chris. I feel like the defense still has ways to work. He had to throw the blitzes in now. He had to. Because of that first game against Detroit Lions, I gave you the stat, Chris. I gave you the stat of what our run game did. I said it last week. Go listen last week if you guys had it, but – it was it was egregious how bad our run defense was. It looked better against Dalvin Cook, who's a, I, I, in my opinion, a better running back. Than I forgot Dalvin Cook. I forgot Dalvin Cook was didn't have a good game. Josh Jefferson didn't have a good game. I love the man coverage, like you said, but the the way he played Hassan Reddick was different. Hassan Reddick was a lot more involved in those blitzes. Mm-hmm. I like that he was on the edge more. And this doesn't take away from the fact that yes, Derek Barnett did tear his ACL, so he can't play. That 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 thus pushes up. I'm sorry to have to play the other side when uh, Joshua and him are rotating in and out. Joshua had a, had a good game as good well. Good game. I know he got he had a sack and they brought it back because of the face mask, but he had a, he, he, I he like the blitzes. We have the linebackers now. I, enjoy, I, I won't hate on Gannon this week because I think his defense is a lot better. I think what he needs to go into the locker room and tell them is, yo, every we got to work, work on catching drills. We got to do this every week. We got to do this every week. We got to work on catching drills, though, because, oh, man, the picks were there. Max had that interception, but Slay could have had two. Bradbury could have had one. Garner Johnson could have had one. There was, there was a lot of interceptions in this, in this game. Of, that were there. A lot of chances. And the quarterback next week is going to give them more chances. Man, oh, oh. Who, who, who we got next week, Chris? Let them know. We have the Washington Commanders next week. And that's a guy that loves turnovers, like the defense. He loves them. We're going to get into that. But, Jared, we have to start when we talk about predictions with our Thursday night matchup available on Prime Video. Um <clears throat> Amazon hit us up. Pittsburgh travels to Cleveland. Cleveland had a t- was on the the tail end of one of those improbable comebacks we talked about. They lost to the Jets. Who I said that something in me wanted to pick the Jets. I couldn't commit to it, and I'm sad I didn't because I would have won big money. But Cleveland was up 14 points going into the last two minutes of the game and lost. Let me say it again. They were up two possessions with less than two minutes to go and lost the game to Joe Flacco, formerly elite quarterback. Takes the Jets into Cleveland with a miraculous comeback. Cleveland now drops a game they probably should have had. 2-0. We were going to talk about if, if Cleveland was in such and such position. They let one slip through their hands, so now they're one and one. They're their favorites at home against Pittsburgh, who, you know, eh, against New England. Good game versus Cincinnati, but they probably should have lost that one. So uh, Vegas not too kind to Pittsburgh. Jared, let's start with you. Your prediction. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, who you got? I have 
Pittsburgh winning it, but it's not by the fact that I think Cleveland has a shot because I think they have a real shot. They have the better, they have the best running back in the league right now, Nick Chubb. That dude is playing phenomenal football. Amari Cooper and Jacoby Brissett had their breakout game together, which you need to see from your star receiver and quarterback. But I just think the Steelers' defense is just at that moment where they still have it in them to play good football. Jacoby Brissett still has trouble when it comes to the blitzes that they can throw at him. And I'm really in on this. Is This might, for me, be the last game I defend Mr. Bisky because, again, I told you, Mr. Bisky has his ah moments, and he's still having them. It might be time to bring Kenny Pickett soon because I'm tired of the Mr. Bisky talking about I'm going to use my legs more, I'm tired of hearing Ben Rosberg or others defense saying Mr. Bisky, there's too much noise against him because of the Kenny Pickett chance. But I know for a fact going into the season or not going to any, any, any given game, these last two games, the Bengals and the Patriots, Kenny Pickett would have thrown for more than 20 yards. They have the weapons to do so. Not just Najee Harris, who's one of the most complete running backs that ever's come out of Alabama. The man can catch and he can run. You have Deontay Johnson. You have now a George Pickens, who's a air, black Air Force dog. And you have Chase Claypool, who's still there. And you have Pat Frymuth, his emergence as the number one tight end, and is a safety blanket. And he can actually catch and block and everything. And it, Mr. Missy just doesn't seem to be able to get the ball to them. And I know... The Steelers have one of the worst lines in the league. I get that. But wasn't the point of bringing him in because he could use his legs and be mobile and make the throws? But when he makes those mobile throws, they're just not accurate. They're not where you need them to be. He, he throws it out of bounds. He throws it where there's too low. He throws it too high. It just doesn't look good. And if we're just going to say that the reason why Penny Pickett's not ready to play at this point is because he's he's a rookie or he got small hands, well, you got to throw that argument out the window because now – as I've been saying, that this is Mike Tomlin's season on the line. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season, and he darn sure doesn't deserve one now. So if Mr. Bisky going to keep playing like this, it's time to bench him. And this is going to be the game I think that proves it. Okay, I can see that. I mean, especially because it's a division game. You're traveling to Cleveland. You know, you don't want to lose again in Cleveland um, after you, you, know, you, you, you get away with terrible play in Cincinnati because Cincinnati out – you know, terrible you, but if Pittsburgh loses this game, I think you really, you're, you're going to start hearing those calls for Kenny Pickett more. Mr. Biscuit has been very underwhelming this year so far. It's only been two games. I understand that. So no need to overreact, but you, you know, what has he shown you at all to say like, this is the, the guy you want manning this offense for 15 more games. Like, I don't think that's the, the, the key. I think the key here is, can Pittsburgh's, you know, Pittsburgh's banged up. Najee Harris is dealing with some Nixon, Nixon, Nax, and TJ Watt's still out. And can that defense step up and slow down Nick Chubb? Can that defense step up and slow down Kareem Hunt? Can they slow down Amari Cooper? And that's a big question, Mark, that I don't know. Um, if I'm Cleveland, I am force-feeding Chubb. I am force-feeding Hunt, and I'm daring Mitchell Trubisky to, to beat me. And I don't think he can. So I have Cleveland at home winning this game. And I'm not even against it. I, I, honestly, I would, I would really take that as well. But the only reason I'm saying Steelers is because this is the game for me to see if Mr. Bisky can do it. This is really it for me. I, I want to see if he can do it, but I don't yeah, think he That's why I'm, I'm rooting for him. I don't think he can. Next game, Jared, we talked about this a little bit briefly. Bills, Dolphins. Dolphins at home. It's notoriously Difficult to play in Miami and in the beginning of the year. It's still hot down there, and Buffalo is very cold. Um, 
divisional game with a lot on the line. Talk to me. Who you got? Oh, man. Give me the Bills. I, I like the Dolphins. I do like the Dolphins. I like what I'm seeing. But to the way the Bills just decimated the Titans, they're, this is like a revenge tour that nobody really thought should be a revenge tour because they played a good season last year. They, they, they lost due to the overtime rules and just how it was just a straight shootout and Diggs couldn't get it going but against Mahomes. But, man, they playing like – they done lost the leg or something. They done, somebody done robbed them of really. Like, you, you would think they lunch money got taken the way they playing last night. And again, the Titans just don't look good. So it's not really fair to say, oh, yeah, who like the Bills will play some tougher matchups. They, they, the, the first game against the Rams decimated them, and the Rams are Super Bowl winning team. Decimated the Titans. I'm hoping this is a closer game because then it's going to really show how well these two teams fare, Bills and the Dolphins. But if the way the Bills are playing now, I feel like it might be a blowout. I really do, because that defense is playing on the level, and Josh Allen is just – he looks like he's on a mission to make sure Diggs is the best receiver in the league. Um, I agree with you that the Bills are winning, but I think it's going to be a shootout, not a blowout. You think it's going to be a shootout? I think it's going to be a shootout because Miami has something that Tennessee doesn't, and that's speed. Speed and skill positions. Like, Derrick Henry's not a speed back. He's a power back. And it's hard to create separate – I mean – He's he's fast. Don't get me wrong, but he's not trying to. He's not real elusive. He's going to go through you, not around you. Miami has guys that's going to go just by you, right? They have to go play catch up, and it's going to be very stressful on that Miami. I mean, on that uh, Buffalo defense with Milano and Poyer and Miller, and you know you can catch Tannehill. Can you catch Tua? <laughs> so, like, I, you run around, you run around sacking Matt Stafford and Ryan Tannehill. Like those guys aren't really the most elusive guys, but Tua can at least extend plays with his legs, get the ball out of there quickly, move around the pocket a little bit. I think this is going to be a different dimension for this Buffalo defense that they haven't seen before. This Buffalo offense, I know they're hitting on all cylinders, but this Buffalo defense is now seeing a, a new a new wrinkle that they haven't seen before, and that's a mobile quarterback. I think it's going to be a closer game than a lot of people think. Um, give me Buffalo. I think it's going to be like a 28-24 type game. I think it's going to be high scoring, and then both teams start to adjust, and then you'll see some maybe some late fireworks. Um, but I think Miami will definitely show that they're not they're not. It's not like a flash in the plan, flash in the plan type thing. That they're actually a legitimate. I think they're a legitimate team in the AFC. I know this is – I mean, we talked to Sergio, and I said I said 7-9 or 7-10 or whatever, but – I know. You, 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 said some, you said something disrespectful. Me, I kept it a B and said they might be a 9-1 team. I, I have I – maybe, maybe, maybe I was wrong. I they, might, hey, they might – they might do something. They could be a 10-7 team. I ain't no question. They're the team that has really struggled to be 10-7. They were 10-7 last year. 0-2 so far this year, the Cincinnati Bengals, who went into Dallas against a backup quarterback and lost. They lost to Cooper Rush. Joe Burrow has been sacked a thousand times so far this year, playing the New York Jets, who have a win. Like I said, furious comeback last week against Cleveland. Cincinnati travels to the Meadowlands to play the Jets, who you got. No, I got the Jets for sure, but I think that real problem is, Chris, I'm not going to go too deep into this game, but there's still O-line issues with this Bengals team. It really is. Like, they, the Bengals broke history as one of the most sacked 
playoff teams to ever go to the Super Bowl. They allowed the Titans to be the most sacked game in playoff history, and they still beat them. But, yeah, there's a lot of O-line issues. I think they came in cocky this season a little bit because they just was at the Super Bowl and they got young guys that thought it got to their heads. But they want to turn the season around. That was all I ever say. I have the Bengals winning. It's the Jets, Chris. I have the Bengals winning. We can go to the next game. It's the Jets. You have the, the Bengals winning. Yeah, yeah, come on, Chris. It's the Jets. Okay, well, you you said you said the Jets at first, and I'm like, oh. nah, the Bengals win. It's the Jets. Come on, Chris. I, I don't believe it. Nobody. If they're if they want to start turning their season around and get back to where we think they can be, they have to win this game. The Jets. Just, no, come on, Chris. Just because the Jets beat the Browns, don't mean they they can beat good teams. Listen, the Jets are competitive. The Jets keep fighting. Like, I understand that Robert Sala is he's yuck. Maybe a maybe a couple year, maybe a couple years away, but atrocious. All right. All right. I have Cincinnati. Next game, speaking of teams that look atrocious, the Las Vegas Raiders, another team that got got their hearts broke at the end of the game, losing to Arizona. Another furious comeback. They traveled to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Oh, here we go. Here goes the win of the game. Here goes their first win of the season. Let's clap it up for the Raiders. Here we go. Finally, I'm sick. Of, I'm tired of seeing the Raiders lose it, man. Devonta Smith deserves a W. Let's, give me the Raiders. I'm thinking you might tell me they want to play somebody like the like the Chiefs or so, and they can't catch a break. Here goes the break right here. We want to see a good old game. Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry going to do his thing, whatever. But who cares? Because Tannehill not going to win them the game. Let's, let's clap it up for Derrick Carr. Get your first W in the book. Let's clap here it up for Malik Willis. One step closer to becoming Titans. Yeah, here we go. Let's go. Raider, Raiders, hope he be 76 or whoever has the, the bet of the week. Yo, make sure that Raiders game won. I'm, I need them bets. Yeah, we. I'm all out. You, I've been out on the Titans. Next, <laughs> <laughs> next game, Saints travel to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Who you got? Give me the Saints. Oh, God, I don't even talk about Baker anymore. I don't even like the name, though. Give me the Saints, but the Saints take if there's an over, if there's an interception, a total interceptions prop on that game, take the over <laughs> two and a half a piece. <laughs> Next game, Ravens travel to New England to take on the Patriots. Give me Ravens, the Patriots garbage. They beat the Steelers, but they're garbage. They look horrible. I have the Ravens. I think they they kind of let their guard down against Miami last week, and it came back to bite them. Um, I don't think New England offensively they they it's not it's not good it's, it's gross. Matt Patricia man, it's gross. Nah. They stuck. Oh man, nah. make make Joe Judge the quarterback of this hold on, hold on. game. Is Belichick washed? He might be. He might actually be washed just a little bit. Like he might just a little bit be washed. I'm not trying to say it, but he I, you know I ain't, I ain't really trying to say it, but. If you start saying it too loud, then they start winning against you. Yo, yeah, but it also could be like if you start saying it, it might just be that it was Tom Brady and not Belichick. We don't say we don't want to say that. 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 We don't say that. But just saying, it's been, like, it's been two seasons now, and they look horrible. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Ravens win. Next game, Detroit travels to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Who you got? Is it sad I want to take Detroit, but I think the Vikings are going to win? Like, is it no, sad I'm I want to take Detroit? Detroit. <laughs> I'm Detroit. Listen, listen. Oh, man. Everyone had told They got Jalen Ramey, Chris. They can't stink. Yeah, they whatever. got their speedster. Whatever. Anyway, everyone talked about how Minnesota was so this and Minnesota is so that. 
That Minnesota team that I saw play on Monday stinks. No pass rush. They let Jalen Hurts carve them up in the secondary, and then they got smacked around. Kirk Cousins, I get it. It's not on prime time, so he'll you know, play above average like he normally does. But Detroit is not a terrible team, okay? Detroit is – this is not the same old Lions, okay? They they went toe-to-toe for the most part with the Eagles. They beat Washington. It's it's Detroit. It, give me Detroit. Easily. Jared, speaking of Washington, next team, next game, the Eagles look good on Monday night. Travel to Washington take on the commanders who you got. I got the Eagles, but, man, we're, we're playing in Washington? Yes. Give me the Eagles, but, ah, man, that, that kind of changes a little bit of perspective for me just a little bit. Give me the Eagles. There's going to be a lot of Eagles fans in attendance, I'm sure. Walk it to them. We'll definitely throw to somebody in an Eagles uniform. That's my that's my prediction of the week. He's going to throw a pick. Either that or a fumble. He's going to turn the ball over. Give me the Eagles. Next game, we got the Chiefs traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, who you got. Give me the Chiefs. I might have to take back everything I've said about the Colts. They're frauds. Yeah, Colts stink. That franchise is Frank, just. Frank Wright might not make it past him. This isn't what Andrew Luck died for, Chris. This is what he died for. Might not make it. Man. That man is in the grave right now, tossing and turning. Andrew uh, Luck. He, is. He's not dead. He's he's, he's not dead, but still, he's he's bad. He's he's somewhere just in the ditch. Bad. Jerry, Jerry, I also have the Chiefs. The next game is your snooze ball, as you like to call it. Mm-hmm. Houston travels to Chicago. Oh yeah, Texas that's the Bears. Who you got? That's the snoreball. Give me the. Don't worry, I'll answer it for you. <laughs> I'm really stuck. I really don't know who to take. They both stink. Everybody loses. Justin Justin Fields looked gar- look like garbage. They ran the ball effectively, but they could not throw the ball. Just, you, Justin Fields threw for 90 yards against the, the Packers. Do you know? Night football. Give me the Texans. We're going to take the Texans, right? But, Chris, did you know, just really quick, that both of supposedly the Bears' best weapons – and receivers, Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. Uh-huh. Cole Komet has a total of zero yards in the, the first two games of this season. And Darnell Mooney, oh, hey, he doesn't have zero, but he has four. Four yards for the season because he wanted to have eight, but he had minus four in the second game against the Packers. So. Team stinks. Unserious un- about this, winning. I don't understand it. Like, the Bears oh, are man. unserious about winning. I didn't know you could tank in football to still be bad. Please see the Chicago Bears. Next game, Jacksonville travels to LA to play the Chargers. Who you got? Give me Jacksonville because I don't know. They haven't said anything about Justin Herbert's injury yet. We haven't gotten any news. We don't know if he's playing yet. Ooh. And if, he, if it's announced that he's not playing on Sunday, I don't have them winning. Because okay, they're not so, they're without Keenan so, and without Justin Herbert. If he wins, if he does play, you think the Chargers win? I have, I have the Chargers winning. They're going to win that game. Him and Mike Allen have been playing phenomenal. But if he doesn't play, Mike, Mike Williams. Mike Williams, thank you. I said Mike Allen. <laughs> I have, I have the Chargers winning, whether or not Herbert plays or not. But I think Jacksonville is very competitive. Well, you uh, have them winning if Herbert doesn't play. Have you not seen how Trevor Lawrence has been playing this season, Chris? They have veteran. They have veteran quarterback Chase Daniel as their. All right, you're, you're clearly been smoking before the show. We need to start drug testing. Oh my lord, this show! I, I just out of character. What you just said. Listen, Chase Daniel instead of Trevor Warren. Like Austin Eckers is 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 not playing. You still got Mike Williams, like you just talked about. They have a better offensive line than the Jags. They have a better defense than the Jags. 
Stop it. They don't. Herbert can take the day off if he wants to. That team. You are delusional if you think Trevor Lawrence against a backup QB is going to lose that game when he has his. Chase Vance is going to play defense. Kylo Mack and Joey Bosa and Derwin James and JC Jackson and Asante Samuel the second play defense, not Chase Daniel. Trayvon Walker plays defense and he's a dog. He will kill Chase Daniels if he gets the chance to. Who do you trust? What defense you trust more? I trust the Charger defense more. All right, then. Next, I, I trust the next game, defense. we have the Rams traveling to Arizona. Arizona. Give me the Rams. Eric Cartman, stop. Man, man. Gee, Kyle Murray always chokes against the Rams. I don't care no more. <laughs> I do feel bad, though, that some fan decided to slap him because he whooped up on the Raiders in that comeback. That was, that was disrespectful. I wouldn't have been mad if he put hands on that fan if he found them because that fan if disappeared. He found them. Yeah, if he, oh, yeah. He found that them. fan disappeared as soon as he did it, but no. Oh, I got uh, the Rams winning. Stafford, Stafford's going to have to play better, but he's going to win the game. Jared, the game of the week, in my opinion, Green Bay travels to Tampa Bay. You have this as game of the week? I had this as the – I think it's going to be the best And game I agree. That's why I said you had – I agree. We don't agree a lot, but I agree this is game of the week. Rodgers or Brady? I have Brady because I think even without Mike Evans, who got suspended for doing the right thing – again, it was the wrong thing, but it was the right thing for standing up mm-hmm. this quarterback. Yeah. You saw what he said to the ref. You know who this is? It's yeah. Tom Brady. But I thought Skip Davis was there. If Julio Jones plays, I know Chris Godwin's still, but if Julio Jones plays, they just recently signed Cole Beasley today. If they both are there, the rushing attack will still be there. The defense is there. I think those two are still competitively better than what Green Bay has in Lazard, Cobb, and Watkins because the Buccaneers' defense compared to the Bears' defense is night and day. So I have, I have, uh, I mean, Tampa Bay. I have Tampa Bay as well. I think that Green Bay is not going to be able to travel well. Um, coming off Sunday night in – I mean, Sunday night at home. But you have this uh, you know, this weird thing about Brady, uh, Brady does not lose to Rodgers for whatever reason. Like, it doesn't matter what teams are. I think Tampa Bay is a better team top to bottom. And I think that Tampa Bay ends up winning this game, especially at home. Next game, Atlanta travels to Seattle. Give me Atlanta. I like – oh, man, Chris, Atlanta looks pretty good. They've been playing some good games. Kyle Pitts hasn't been playing up the snuff, but Drake London – Man, I, I might have to, I, again, they're no longer going to be in the Pac-12, so, so I won't have to defend that. But I might have to defend the Pac-12 receivers because I don't like – Chris, I don't have a, a, an opposition against drafting Pac-12 players. They just don't play well. Besides Zach Hurts, we've seen what happens when you draft a Pac-12 player. But Drake London, phenomenal. He's, he's going to be in the Big Ten soon. But, I mean, not Big Ten, but still, phenomenal. You're talking about USC, apparently, where he was drafted out of yes. moving to the Big Ten. Um, give me Seattle. I think the Seattle, and especially in Seattle, that's still. You have game. Seattle. I have Seattle winning this game. I still. Geno Smith. I have Geno winning this game. I think that this is still Seattle. Still a tough environment to go into. Pete Carroll, I think, can neutralize. We seen what he did with Russell Wilson, limiting his mobility. Uh, Mariota is definitely a little bit more mobile, I would say, than Wilson. But I think that Seattle is still a, a very tough team to play. I think they're going to be out. Are they? A tough environment to play. Did in. you guys see what Jimmy G did to them? It's Jimmy G. Well, you got me there. You got so, me there. We'll, we'll get to that. So I, I have Seattle win that game. And speaking of Jimmy G, is a great transition by you, Jared. Jimmy G with Trey Lance now out for the season is back as the starter for the 49ers going to Denver to play Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Jared, who you got? Give me Jimmy G. And man, no, Chris, you know that with Trey Lance out. The 49ers might actually go to the, back to the Super Bowl or the <laughs> championship. Like, no offense to Trey Lance. I still think he still has a lot of work to do, but Jimmy G came back in. Look good. 
was Jimmy, real good. Jimmy G back like he never left, proving that he is a win. I think he is a winner. I think he's a a. I think he should have been the 49ers answer long term. Like I, I see why they like Trey Lance physical abilities, but I think just Jimmy G is something about him. He's a winner, man. Everywhere he's gone, he's been able to be successful. I think Jimmy G is successful. However, I, I picked the Broncos to win their division. I They need to start stepping it up on, especially on offense. Russell looks eh. Look, Russell might be cooked. Um, <clears throat> but uh, Nathaniel Hackett definitely needs to, you know, get step his play calling up. Denver needs to step their effectiveness up. What better way to do that than versus a team that a lot of people consider – you know, a top tier team in the NFC, especially with Jimmy G back at the helm. And Jared, our Monday night game concluding week three is Dallas traveling to the Meadowlands to play the Giants. Who you got? Give me the Giants because Dallas sucks. I know they just beat the Bengals, but the Giants look better than them. And that's a, that's saying a lot because the Giants haven't been up 2 and 0 since 2016, but they look better than the Dallas Cowboys right now. Giants were undefeated. I do think that they lose on Monday night. I think that Dallas pulls it out. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I don't think it's going to be a a very – it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be entertaining in the wrong way, like a morbidly entertaining type of game. Like it's going to be one of them like defensive struggles. Um, Cooper Rush made some made some good throws. Some people say he's better than Dak. I don't – I wouldn't say that. But um, – the Giants, I think, are flash. I think this is one of those flash in the pan type things. They played two terrible teams in Tennessee and Carolina. I think Denver, uh, Dallas's defense is exponentially better than both of those teams. Um, I think that the the Giants are just you know an accident waiting to happen. That's usually reserved for the Cowboys. But if I had to pick, I think Dallas pulls it out on the road. I could agree with that. Yeah. All right. So. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. Before we wrap things up, we want to give a special shout-out to Hemi76 going 2-0 so far on his lock of the week. So make sure you're following along. They drop every Sunday at noon, right before kickoff. So it gives you ample time to go and get your lines. Go get, you know, shop your lines, do what you got to do, get the best lines in, get to get that bet in. We're giving you money every week. Sponsored by D. Stanley Catering. 721 by DSC coming soon to the Philadelphia area. Make sure you be on the lookout for that. Some of the best food I've ever had. Some of the best food in, in, in all of Philly. Like, hands down, bar none. It's death slaps. I'm just saying. It, it'd be slap. It, oh, 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 five I'll minutes across the face. So, thank y'all for listening to another episode. <laughs> Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore JW Hughes. Definitely follow the podcast. We got big things coming. More sponsors on the way. Chris and I are trying to build a brand here. YouTube's finally here. Look at it. Took us a year, but YouTube's here. We're slowly getting the rise. Hey, view us, like it, comment us, subscribe to us. TikTok's here. We we doing some things. We're just trying to build. So help us build. Make sure you follow Shakespeare Point on all your favorite socials. That's at STTP Podcast, like Jared said, available on wherever you get podcasts because you're going to clearly listen to us. YouTube, TikTok, we're all over, and we're here to take over. You know what we do, Jared. Yeah, man, let's get straight to the point. And the next title for this show, if we come up with it, should be Himothy. We got to figure out how to put that in there. It's a, it's a too much spice. 
Mm, uh, I like it. I like it. But oh, we gotta. Timothy's gotta be one of our episodes soon. Six tutties, man. He gotta get the title. Yeah, he, that was game of the. That was game of the week. It might be game of the year, but that was game of the week for sure. Like, oh man.